Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. Birds of feather, they flock together. Well, and let's see, um, fish. Yeah, they're all kind of, they go the same way, right? And, and rats in a trap or mice in a maze. And what do all these things have in common? Well, you could say they all have in common this one question, and that is, uh, is it nature or is it nurture? Nature versus nurture. That's a question that's been around for a long, long time. And a lot of people have tried to answer it in a lot of different ways. And today I'm going to tell you what it has to do with leadership in this episode of Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And I just want you to know there's a whole lot of uh, debate behind the question of nature or nurture. Is it the nature of a person, the natural uh, gifting or talents or just the way they're wired that causes people to be an introvert or an extrovert? to be more successful in sales or more successful with numbers, to be more committed to making a whole lot of money or more committed to doing a whole lot of good in the world? And it's a really good question. Is it nature or is it nurture? Are you just wired that way or were you raised that way? And I'm going to have to tell you my experience and my research. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. I think it's both. I think there's ample evidence to say that the five people you surround yourself with is who you'll become, has a whole lot of merit. If you spend most of your life around people who despise the wealthy, who hate the idea of capitalism, who don't want to see any individuals succeed, but that everybody be lifted together or suppressed together. If that's the people you spend your time with, chances are that's the type of people you're going to become. Nurture. The environment that you're in will directly impact the who that you become. It's also true, though, that some of us are wired to be independent thinkers. We have a hard time with groupthink. We have a hard time just going along to get along. We don't do that well. We think outside the box or sometimes even ask, where's the box? What box? Why do we care about a box? The type of leader, the type of thinker, the type of business person, the pursuit of success that drives you has been in large part determined by who you are naturally, the kind of things that fascinate you, the things that you find passionate. But there's also a great deal of impact on your life from the first words out of your parents' mouth. We can't afford that. We're too broke. There's not enough month at the end of the money. Or there's way too much month at the end of the money. Oh, we can't... We can't live like other people. Uh, They were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. You don't have that kind of privilege. See, there's a, a whole list of those kinds of ideas that people hear and then they believe and then they allow that belief 
to alter the who that they are inside. And then it causes them in a cyclical magnetic way to attract to other people who think the same way. Why? Well, because that's where comfort is. We find comfort when we surround ourselves with people who think just like us, with people who act just like us, with people who live just like us. The minute you take that one individual and you extract them from that environment and put them in an entirely different environment, you see a dramatic change. There was a guy that I knew in high school whose mother was having some real struggles as a single mom. He was a discipline issue. She had some other issues of her own. And about halfway through high school, he was adopted by another family in town who lived an entirely different lifestyle. They had a different set of values. They had money. She didn't. They had opportunity. She didn't. They had college opportunity for him. She didn't. And by moving from his biological home into this new home, his entire life was changed. His future got brighter. His way of thinking and talking and acting and treating other people was completely different. Because he changed his environment. Now, that environment is a massive, massive interrupter, even to the nature of who you are. If you've been nurtured in an unhealthy environment, and it has fed into the kind of person that you are to grow you up in a certain way, moving to a new environment is going to be harsh. It's going to demand a lot of you. I can also tell you, though, that the environment alone can feed into your mind thoughts that can be proactive, that can be productive, that can also be destructive and stop you from action. You've probably heard the story, I know I've used it many times, of the experiment that was done with the monkeys, where they put a metal tree and at the top of the tree there were some bananas and they put five monkeys in the room. And when a monkey would climb the tree to get the bananas to share with everybody else, he would get an electric shock. And he wouldn't get back on the tree again. But another monkey might try and they would get an electric shock. And then the other monkey would try and they would get an electric shock. And by the time you got to the third or fourth monkey, as soon as the monkey touched the tree, the other monkeys would pull them down. So they began one by one taking the monkeys out of the room who had actually received the electric shock. And at some point, there was no monkey in the room that had ever received an electric shock. And yet, every other monkey in the environment would prevent them from climbing the tree to prevent them from the electric shock. They genuinely had no idea, no memory of why climbing the tree was a bad idea. But their environment changed their nature. It was natural for them to climb the tree and get the bananas. That was their bent. That was their internal nature. But the natural environment was corrupted by the way they were trained, nurtured, in this environment to not let monkeys climb to the top and get a banana. And even though they had never been shocked, they had never experienced the negative consequences, their belief system held strong. There are people that you know in your life today, people that you lead, people that are your co-workers, people that are your peers, who have at some time in their life experienced the banana electric shock type of therapy. 
Maybe it was a bankruptcy. Maybe it was a divorce. Maybe it was a bad relationship. Maybe it was being terminated from a job without cause. Maybe it was a lawsuit that was unjust. The list goes on and on and on of the kind of traumatic events that can happen in your life and derail your success. Now, the question is, will you allow them to derail your success completely to stop your path altogether to cause you to do nothing to move forward again? Or will you simply say, this is a detour? I've been delayed a bit, but I haven't been stopped. See, this is where determination and discipline meet environment. The discipline sometimes is to say, I'm out of this environment. I'm not doing this anymore. I I don't want to hang out with the kind of people who believe that no one should climb to the top. I don't want to hang out with the kind of people who are thoroughly convinced while they don't know the reason that nobody should climb to the top, they're not going to let anybody climb to the top. Crabs in a barrel tend to do the same thing. If one of them gets his little claw over the top of that barrel and looks like he's escaping to the freedom, the other ones will rip his legs off trying to keep him from getting out of the barrel. Why? Is it because they know that something outside the barrel is bad? No, it's because they refuse to let the others succeed. Environment will do the same thing to you. Either you'll surround yourself with people who will encourage and empower you to succeed, or you'll surround yourself with people who can't stand the thought of your success. Your first step in discipline will be to figure out how is it that I need to think? What in my mind needs to change? Who do I need to surround myself with to be able to find the kind of success that I want? And the level of success, the type of success, the quality of success that you're seeking, whether it's financial or educational, it's relational, it's career, it's career path, whatever it is that you're seeking, you're going to have to find people who've already modeled that successfully. You're going to have to find people who've made the kind of money you want to make to mentor you. You're going to have to find people who've made the kind of social change that you want to make to mentor you. You're going to have to find the kind of people who have the kind of relationships that you want to live in to mentor you. Why? Well, because if you had it already figured out, you wouldn't still be seeking it. If it was already in your nature and had nothing to do with the environment that you're in, You would have already had the ideal relationship, success, education, career path that you're seeking. The fact that you don't should be a sign to you that you need a mentor, you need a coach, you need someone who can push you and pull you in a different direction because, frankly, right now you're surrounded by a bunch of monkeys who don't want your success. They're terrified for you. You're also surrounded by a bunch of crabs who don't want to see you change because It's an indictment on them for staying in the bottom of the barrel when you found a way out. There's a difference between those kinds of mentalities and the uh, Australian army ants that you see literally build a bridge by hanging on each other. Yeah, they, they will build a bridge to move food from a wasp nest to another place by hanging on each other. There's no substance there. There's no structure. But they have learned to work together in a team... They've learned to band together. They've learned to rely on each other. They've built trust in an environment where success of the group, success of the individual, is at a high priority. Trust me, that's not everywhere you've ever worked. You can probably attest to that yourself. It's probably not everywhere you've ever served. Again, you can probably attest to that yourself. 
But then again, you're the leader. It's your job to create that environment. It's your job to be the one inspiring and influencing others to rise up, to encourage them, go for the bananas. You know what? Go for the bananas even if it does mean you get shocked along the way. Go for the bananas even if everybody else is making fun of you. If the bananas are the goal that you're after, discipline yourself to go get them. That might mean after you've worked eight, nine, 10 hours in a day, you're gonna have to apply another three to four hours of study to get to the next thing. Because although you're working eight, nine, 10 hours a day and that's great work ethic and that's getting the job done today, unless that's where you plan to be three, five or 10 years from now, you're gonna have to add something to what you're already doing to change what you have. As a leader, it's your job both to inspire and influence that and to demonstrate it. You've got to be constantly seeking the next best thing for you and your team. You've got to model for them how to achieve the next best thing. Who else do you need to add to your environment? What other books do you need to study? What research do you need to conduct? Living right where you're at and doing nothing different, well, that just guarantees the status quo. If you want your life to be different, if you want your life to be better, if you want your team, your family, your organization to grow, to see genuine transformation, that happens at the intersection of discipline and environment. Individual personal choices made to the benefit of yourself and others. Discipline and environment. Surrounding yourself with other people who have the same kind of discipline. Now, if you find yourself as a leader wondering, where do I find people like that? I'd start with Google or YouTube for today. While those tools still work well, you can just say, I need to know more about real estate investing. I need to know more about better relationships. I need to know more about raising children. I need to know more about personal study. I need to know more about social sociology. All the resources are out there. Some are free. Some are going to cost you. The ones that cost you are probably going to demand more of you. And the ones that are going to demand more of you are going to challenge you to be a better you. But they're also going to come with an environment. Almost every mentorship program that I am enrolled in, the ones that make me better, the ones that educate and inform and change and challenge me, almost every one of them is also an environment. It's a community. It's a community online. It's a community face-to-face. -face. It's a chance to sit down with other people and go, okay, so you're a little further ahead of me in this area Tell me what you know that I need to know. Help me bypass some of these things that maybe it took you three years to figure out. It took your mentor 10 years to figure out. Help me do it in 18 months. And because you've bought in, so to speak, not only financially, but emotionally and mentally in your discipline, you bought in to these new ideas. You bought into the idea of changing and transforming yourself and your life and the people around you. That community will step up. And unlike the crabs who will pull you back down in the barrel, unlike the monkeys who will keep you from succeeding, even though they don't know why they're keeping you from succeeding, these community groups of mentors who have gone before you and figured out the way, they relish the idea of your success. In fact, many of them, they do what they do because they want to see you succeed greater than they have. Because they get a little bit of accolade with that too. Look at my Students, look, look at those who have followed me and what they've achieved. That feels really good. Trust me, as a teacher, as a leader, as a mentor, when people finish the Story Power Masterclass and I hear them on stage later, 
It's incredible when I see them writing blogs and telling stories and, and I realize that's a format they learned from me. That's a process that I taught them. Those are stories that we worked on together to coach them through this process. They are an entirely different person and an entirely different communicator because of what we did together. That's not just a feather in my cap or a social accolade that I can put on my website as a testimonial. That's genuine transformation in someone else's life because they've applied the discipline to learn a new thing. And they've immersed themselves in an environment where it's possible. In fact, it's likely. I challenge you as a leader to create an environment like that for the people that you lead. And I challenge you as a leader to constantly ask yourself, what more discipline could I add to my life? And what better environments could I find myself in to actually transform my own life to go to the next level so that the people who follow me will have the same opportunity? When you stop applying discipline, when you stop seeking better environments, it's over. You'll die right where you're at. That's not just true of leadership skills. That's true of every relationship you have in life and every principle in life. When you stop moving, you start dying. Never stop moving. Constantly discipline yourself and constantly seek the next level better environment than the one you're in right now. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. Hi, my name is Christina Knowles, and I just got done taking Jay Lauren's Story Power Masterclass. It was amazing. I took away so much information. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed being formally trained in media many, many years ago is the call to action. I will use that with every speaking engagement and I'm so grateful that Lauren just um, spoke truth into his teachings and he is a true professional. And I know this might sound weird, but I've been taking certifications in different classes over the years and Lauren is not boring. I can't even believe I got here at nine and then the class went by so fast that I was like, it's time to go already? And I was shocked that it was time to go already. So it's an awesome class. You're going to enjoy it, I promise. Lauren is a master teacher on storytelling and I learned so much. Um, I'm really going to have to sit down and go back through everything and I think I might have to have some more coffees with Lauren, but uh, it was totally worth my time.